This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. So I think it's just like rethinking social media less from like a negative aspect or from like, I am less worthy because such and such more of like, I am worthy because of this. And I'm going to show that through social media. I'm going to put it out there into the world. Like social media is a full time job. And so I think, like, constantly trying to like remember that it's okay to live in the moment, like, get done the stuff that you need to get done. Don't worry about all the others. Welcome back to the podcast. I am your host, Sydney. I'm so happy you're here and hope you're having a great day. Um, Today, we are going to be getting into all things social media, Instagram. So I'm super excited about that conversation. But before we get there, I wanted to just say thank you again for everyone that submitted those dating profiles last week. It was such a fun time. Nick and I had a blast reviewing them and I got to hear back from some of you just about the feedback and how you're trying to apply that to your future dating profiles and just moving forward, hopefully in a better mindset with dating and getting out there and just knowing that sometimes with a few tweaks, it can change everything just around mindset or how people perceive you in your profiles. And I just hope that it helps. And I'm honestly rooting for all of you to get all the dates in 2021. I'm excited. Also an update on that, I talked about this on Instagram, but that girl who I was asking if it was Abby Lee from Dance Moms, it wasn't his mom. It was Abby Lee from Dance Moms. So I'm so, so excited I caught that because she is an iconic character and I let him know that he needs to let people know that that's Abby Lee because that's something I would swipe right on just so I could talk to you about Abby Lee. So I think (laughs) anything like that to add personality and add fun is always welcome. Um, As far as some updates from me, uh, there's some really exciting stuff happening with the podcast coming soon. I will update you guys on that a little bit later, but some really great guests to come and exciting things on that front. So I'm excited to kind of talk through that a little while from now. Anywho, we're getting into social media stuff today. So I know there are so many different mindsets around social media and influencers and using Instagram as a business and all of the things, Instagram and swipe ups and branding and kind of the behind the scenes of that world. And you guys see uh, people go on reality TV and they get a huge following. And then the next day, they're just like, swipe up to my favorite fragrance or swipe up to my favorite skincare routine. And it's kind of funny to think about it like that. But there also is there's so much behind what goes into that. And we get into how it works, whether you're trying to up your Instagram game for your business or just trying to use it as a way to show up more with impact. A great way you can use social media, even for if it's not business related, is just as a way to show up and challenge yourself to kind of put yourself in an uncomfortable place and be a little bit more open and vulnerable sometimes. I think that's a really nice practice. And one way to do that is on social media. So say if you're just trying to work on public speaking or anything like that, I think that social media is one way that you can do it. And I, from what I've seen this past year with TikTok and 
how many people are famous. I mean, if you think about Charlie D'Amelio, she has a, her own drink at Dunkin' Donuts now because she's famous on TikTok for doing a bunch of dances. And she's like, what, like 18? So yeah, it's a crazy, it's a crazy world. It's a crazy business. And it's still growing as we can see every single day. It's taking over more and more. So I wanted to kind of break down what that business side of Instagram is and how it works. I actually saw Becca M from RE Season on Instagram. She was talking about ads and kind of asking her followers what they thought of them. And I think it's just interesting to see when the veil is kind of lifted and how people actually really feel about it. But she did make a good point. And I I think because people always have negativity or just judgment around ads and branding. And I totally get it. I can see why it can be annoying or why you would think it's not authentic, but I hope with today's conversation, you understand that there's a lot more that goes into it. She basically said that if you think about, if you watch TV, there's commercials. If you listen to the radio, there's commercials. If you listen to podcasts, there's commercials. And Instagram is kind of the same thing. It's as it's a form of entertainment from you can also learn a lot from Instagram. It's a form of social media and branding. So with that also comes ads. It's kind of the way the world works, which is just interesting how Instagram kind of gets a bad rap from it. So I don't know. I I know for me, whenever I choose to partner with brands, I very much try to make sure that I align fully with the brand and that I use it every day and that I'm passionate about it. And Courtney and I talk about this, and I think that's important for just me as, as I do business. I would never want to talk about something that I didn't enjoy or that I didn't feel passionate about. So that's how I kind of view it, but not everyone's the same with as how they approach social media. So there's just so much that goes into it from the brand reach outs, from the content planning. I mean, people... <laughs> If you would see the the things I do to get a good Instagram pic, it's kind of pathetic. But yes, there's a lot that goes into it. And I think it's something that not a lot of people know much about unless they're fully involved in it. So I hope by this conversation, you can kind of get a behind the scenes look of what a day in the life of influencing and brand partnerships kind of is. And even if you are maybe looking into getting into what Courtney does, who I'm having on. She is my manager. She works with people from Bachelor. She works with people from Dance Moms, from Big Brother to The Challenge to Top Chef. I don't know. Anything that you can pretty much think of as far as influencing goes and having somewhat of that life, she's involved in that. So I think it's definitely an interesting listen. She reps me. She reps a lot of your favorite influencers. I'm sure. I don't know if I can name names, but just know that most of your... (laughs) Favorite influencers, mostly from Bachelor, are rough by her. So it's kind of interesting to see. Um, yeah, so I think there's a lot to take away from this. I think it's a super interesting conversation. If you have more questions, please reach out to me or Courtney. And if you guys ever have things that we want to that you want me to discuss on here, people you want me to reach out to, guests you want to have, topics that you want to have covered, definitely let me know. I'm always open to that. I love your feedback. I love getting to know you guys more and opening up the conversation even more with you. So as we grow, definitely keep me in the loop. I think someone reached out recently about wanting a certain like diet doctor on here. So I'm working on getting that as well coming up soon. So a lot of that I definitely would love to hear your feedback on. That's it for me for today. If you guys feel inclined to, please leave a five-star review and share this one with your friends, anyone that's curious about social media, branding, or just want to see the behind the scenes of that influencer life. Um, So I bet. 
<laughs> Anyways, without further ado, this is Courtney. Welcome to the podcast, Courtney. Thank you so much for being here. Um, thank you for all that you do and keeping me accountable and holding my shit together and I'm sure plenty of other people. So hi, how are you? <laughs> Good. Just hanging in there. Hanging in there. You seem to be very busy, as I'm sure <laughs> we all are. Constantly on her phone, which is kind of how work is these days, right? Um, but for those of the my guests that don't really understand or don't really know what you do or what your work is, can you kind of just give everyone an ex- explanation of like what your role is as a social media manager, agents? Yeah. I never really know which to call <laughs> you because you kind of do all, all of it. So yes. Do it all. What uh, is your job? Yeah. So I do so many things and it mostly just depends on what my clients need. But for the most part, I like to say that I manage influencers, reality stars, anyone really on social media for their brand partnerships. And I guess I do do a little bit more than that in terms of kind of like planning out your schedule a little bit and making sure that you are consistent with content and like helping give ideas and guide you guys like through the world of social media versus like maybe an agent is someone that just like brings one off deals every so often and doesn't necessarily plan out your every move on social media and like honestly care about also like the engagement aspect of it and like making sure that you're doing well for the brands and that it's a long-term partnership and all those sort of things. Yes. So I'm excited to kind of break down all of those things for anyone that's maybe interested in this field of work. Like how did you get started in this? I know it's kind of like a funny, interesting (laughs) story about how you fell into this work. So can you kind of tell people like how, what you were doing before you started doing this and how you kind of fell into this work? (laughs) Well, I like to say that I'm the ultimate fan girl (laughs) Um, (laughs) because I think, I think that that gives like people hope in the sense if they really want to do something, like do everything you can and go after, like slide into those DMs, like see, shoot emails, see what you can do. But I kind of want to go back a little bit to like when I graduated college and this was six years ago now, which is kind of scary, but um, that was when like Chris soul season came out really. And that was Mm -hmm. like, if you kind of look back at it, that was when really the first season of bachelor really like kind of blew up like all the girls on it right of like yeah as far as social media goes as far as social media goes and I was like so interested in it I mean I was studying advertising and digital media communications so like already in the realm of it Mm -hmm. social media marketing was such a new thing especially influencers and I was always super interested in it so Mm -hmm. I just didn't know where to go from there because just for everybody that's kind of listening, it's such a different world of commercials versus social media and influencers Mm -hmm. and like commercials and actors and actresses and celebrities versus reality. Right. Mm -hmm. So the only thing that was like kind of out there at the time was the the commercial and celebrity aspect of like celebrity endorsements. And it was super confusing on how to get into reality. Mm. And especially with you guys too, like the people coming off the shows were so didn't know what to do. And it was a whole new world. So it's not like I could like DM then and be like, Hey, can Mm -hmm. I help you? Cause I had no idea what the hell I was doing. (laughs) So fast forward 
tried to find jobs in LA in general, couldn't find anything, ended up in tech back at home in Mm. San Francisco for a few years, still did marketing communications, like event planning. So it was still within the realm. And in the meantime, I would kind of DM influencers and people from my favorite TV shows and see if I could help them with like their media kits or their websites or ask them how much they were getting paid for a freaking Mm. post. Like just to be like, because it's not like you could reach out to some of these huge talent agents you know, and like, Mm -hmm. like no one would respond to me. Like I'm just nobody, you know? So that's kind of how I ended up getting into it. I actually just like volunteered for a lot of things. I helped, um, Ashley Akinetti with the, I don't get it podcast and Mm -hmm. kind of made my way into volunteering with different sort of influencers to sort of, I guess, network. It is interesting because I, especially during that time, social media wasn't really a thing. Like it was starting to get there, but it's a very unchartered space, especially around that time. It's like not defined as a role. And I still like, we're still working on it being defined as like an actual business. I feel like people still have different mindsets around it. So it's an interesting transition that you were probably going through. And you're kind of with that job, you're kind of making it up as you go along. Like there are guidelines with other, like, like you said, commercials and other things, but it's modeling like you did modeling. Modeling, Yeah. Yeah. So I I like that story because it kind of shows like, oh, if you're interested in a space and maybe there's not a clear like person that you can follow, like exactly what they did to get there, or it's not like there's a specific, you do this job, you get to this job, you get hired to this role and then you get here. It's kind of, you almost created your own role. So I think that's something that's important to kind of take away from that as like, if you want to do something, an aspect of it, like just go on that path and kind of see where it leads you and as you did. But I also liked that you were almost volunteering and then you took it from that volunteering place to getting paid. So can you talk me through that like interesting time period of you just like, I'll help you do this. I'll help you do this. But now to the point where you're like making legitimate money (laughs) doing this job. Well, I think it's funny because in the beginning, like it's just all about like the passion being actually interested in it. And I feel like that is what differentiates me in the fact that like, I was a fan of these shows. Like I am a fan of these shows. Therefore, like I'm Mm going to work harder for those people that I represent and work with. I, I know, I know how many people are fans of these shows. I have so many friends that are in the bat, like that are, are obsessed with the bachelor, like that I befriended and like how many people it brings together and how impactful you guys are when you come off these shows mm-hmm. and like, why not get involved in that? Like, I still think it's fun. I still think mm-hmm. it's fun. Like, but I think in the beginning, it's like, it was so fun to me because it was just so cool that I got to help with the podcast. That's my favorite mm-hmm. podcast. You know what I mean? And it's almost an honor to be able to do those things. And then, you know, when I was able to kind of learn enough of how the industry worked, honestly, from like, I feel like my peers, right. I was able to turn it into a business and figure out where the gaps were in the industry and like how I could even differentiate from other agents and managers out there and like be different. And what do you like from one agent that I don't have? And like trying to learn from you guys too, how I can do better. It it ends up being a team, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's what I want. I think that was definitely the differentiating factor for me. And I kind of want to talk through when you go on the show, it's funny because everyone thinks you go on the show just to be like famous on social media. And there's like an element of that. Yes. (laughs) But I remember myself going through that process. I was just like a deer in headlights and then getting off the show. You're like, okay, this is your platform now what the hell 
do you do with it? And I think you helped me a lot with that. So can we talk through like personal brand? And I think this can apply to people that aren't influencers. I think there is value, especially nowadays in social media, whether that's for your personal business or just like showing up authentically on social media. So can we just talk through personal brand and how a person can develop that through their social media? Yeah. Well, I think, cause I think that that is the number one struggle. Like when you guys come off the show is just figuring out, oh my God, there's so many amazing people that I follow, but like, mm-hmm. how do I do that? You mm-hmm. know, what do I do and how do I differentiate myself? And honestly, a lot of the time I did this with you uh, over a year ago now yeah. of like, sitting down and figuring out what do you like, even if it's like two or three things, what do you like and how can we brand yourself? Because it's all about differentiating yourself kind of from all other influencers and figuring out what your niche is and Mm -hmm. how you're going to stand out to other brands, to brands versus all these other people. Right. Mm -hmm. I think figuring out always like what you like to do and what is doable in turn. And what I mean by doable is I think a lot of people be like, I want to do an IGTV every week. I want to do this. I want to do that. And I'm like, that's not like, is that realistic? Like you guys are busy people. Like some people have full-time jobs in addition to social media. Mm -hmm. So just trying to figure out like, even if it's someone that doesn't post like once a month. Okay. Like just even trying to get them to post once a week and like start from there of like, let's figure out what you like. You have a boyfriend, you have a dog. Where are those photos? Like, why aren't you posting your dog on your Instagram? If you have one, like those things are all relatable to people. Mm -hmm. People are constantly even asking probably about your dog. Mm -hmm. Right. And like, and like, I know people ask me about my dog. Oh my God, what do you like? And you buy like their hair roller or whatever to get out all the hair from their couch or you're constantly just trying to figure out what is relatable to other people and how can you like brand yourself and make entertaining content too? Mm-hmm. For the person that isn't an influencer, say it's like they have a business and they're doing well in sales, but like how does someone go about branding themselves through that? Four tips on just how to better brand for social media. Quality content, mm-hmm. no matter what. <laughs> Figuring out one thing a week that you can be consistent with every week, mm-hmm. I think is a great tip. Um, whether it's like, you know, for a brand, whether it's, a quote mm-hmm. or business tips mm-hmm. or whatever it is, like one thing a week that you can be consistent about making sure that you're posting like three or four times a week. If this is your job and you want to make, I mean, it's hard, I guess, if you're saying like a brand, mm-hmm. but I think even brands yeah. should be posting three or four times a week. And then honestly finding different ways to grow. So whether that's like making sure you're posting like consistent reels, collaborating with other influencers and brands things, mm-hmm. doing giveaways. Mm-hmm. I think there's so many things you have to think about. How am I going to grow my, our, our following versus then just like putting out content. So whether it's like hashtags or just like, honestly, taking courses, like I feel like more than ever now, like I recommend to people take courses, network with people. There's so many different ways on Instagram now to network mm-hmm. and figure out how you can collaborate with people. Like if you live in LA and you're a workout person, do a, a team workout yeah. and like do a giveaway with them, right? Mm-hmm. So many different things and still partnering with other brands. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. And it's also like building, I think once you define it for yourself and you 
I th- the problem people might run into, it's like it feels overwhelming. Like I this is my brand, but how do I represent that? How do I show that? And they feel like they need to like do TikTok and then they need to do this and they need to add this filter and do all these like things. But I think once how you helped me and tailored it down, this is your brand. These are the things that you like. How can you represent that through yeah. what feels authentic to you? I think it's kind of bringing that down to like a grounded place, which is v- super helpful. I also wonder too, because now we're in this interesting space with social media, like everyone on it. And I feel like with TikTok and the way things are growing so quickly, like you can develop yeah. a following a brand. Like I've seen it just over quarantine, like all these people come from TikTok and yeah, become these course. celebrities from just these few videos they put out. People are just like yeah. everyday people. Yeah. So I think it's very possible. I kind of want to know as far as showing so much of yourself and what to not like privacy versus being open with um, social media. Like where's your line with that? What, what is privacy? I don't know. (laughs) When you're an influencer. I don't know. Yeah. I've been working to define that for myself. And I think where my, like, I'm I'm a pretty open person. I just. Yeah. I think you've. Yeah. Like in the, the honesty factor and like being. Yeah. And it's just the boundary of like, what do I want to keep for myself? So just kind of defining that. So I guess that's personal for everyone else. But my line has been like what my boyfriend is comfortable with more than like what I'm comfortable (laughs) with because it's, I'm more comfortable with a lot of things than he is. But yeah, what were you going to say? You guys are team work, you know, of like, or like you guys are a team now. So like, I get Mm -hmm. that. Like you have to figure out what you guys are like both kind of comfortable with. But at the same time, like I'm a big believer in this. You are constantly trying to build trust with your Mm -hmm. followers. They are going to buy stuff from you because they feel like they're your best friend and that you can trust, they can trust you and you open up to them and like literally look at it as your best friend. You are not telling your best friend about the fight that you just had with your boyfriend or like stupid shit that you're like going to call about like your period Mm -hmm. or something. Like, are they really your best friend? Do you really trust them wholeheartedly? Mm -hmm. Like someone that you just see on the street and you're saying hi to see every so often walking your dog. I just feel like the more you open up with people on social Mm -hmm. media, the more people are going to trust your opinion. And that's where I think the hardest thing that I have to educate my clients about, because it's all about at the end of the day, like if you're here to make money, you need to build trust with your following. And if you're not building trust with your following, where you're not selling and you're not going to build those long-term brand partnerships. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's kind of where your line is. Like how serious do you want this business mm-hmm. to be? You know, and I feel like that's kind of scary and I get it. If this is your job and part of your job is walking through your everyday Mm -hmm. life with these Mm -hmm. people. So it just depends like how much, how much of a job you want it. Like people come to me all the time. Can I make this my full-time job? And I'm like, I even just told one of my clients here is like, well, come over and work eight to six with Mm -hmm. me every day. Cause you know what? You could be working eight to six every single day. On social media. So whether that's creating content, answering DMs, building stories, telling them about what happened that day, whatever it is, work eight to six, put your, take an hour break. If you need it, go Mm -hmm. eat lunch, take a picture of your lunch, (laughs) Um, put it away for an hour, then get back and then put it away at night. Yeah. Try it. 
I agree. Yeah. I think mindset has a lot to do with how you're going to show up in any aspect of work that you're doing. But for me, especially in social media, it made it more valuable to me when I was making those connections and I felt a shift because when I got off the show and you're given this following, it felt like overwhelming and almost I didn't feel like I deserved it in a way. Like, what? Am, why do I have all of this? And why does anyone care what I have to say? Once you sure. add that value yeah. and you're sharing your, yourself with them and then giving them the space to kind of share with you, it creates a little bit more of a community and a connection, which gave me the power within what I was doing versus before I was like, does anyone care about my lunch? Does anyone care about this? But now that I like have built that connection, they do. And it's, it's a much more authentic space, I think. Well, no. And I was going to say like, especially at your size following too, like it's so important to engage with your Mm -hmm. following. I talk to people that have hundred, 200,000 followers. I'm sure like from the outside world, people listening think that influencers get hundreds and thousands of DMs and they might, okay. They might like for sure. For the most part, you can answer those DMs for an hour or two at night, get your computer out, answer those DMs, build that relationship with people. Because when I talk to the people that say that they don't answer those DMs and don't connect with their following, those are the ones that aren't selling. Like that I noticed. And it's interesting because I think it just goes back to building that intimate connection, building that friendship. But like they should feel like part of a community that you can also lean on when you have issues Mm -hmm. too. You kind of go out and like that's where I think it's helpful too. I agree. I mean, I met my now boyfriend because of Instagram and because you were the one that originally told me from the first place that I should interact and try question stickers. And because of the question stickers, I started talking to my boyfriend. So it's a whole other thing. Yeah, there's, there's, <laughs> there is power behind it, whether you have like a huge following or not, like a lot can come from social media, especially now we see that all the time. So I think it's an interesting way to kind of look at it. So for the behind the scenes of branding for people who are just like, I don't get it. Like influencers should just take pictures of their lunch all day and frolic around. Like, can (laughs) we just kind of go through the work behind it? Because I I know when I moved in, my boyfriend, he was like, you do a lot of stuff for just a story, like just the amount of work and maybe because I'm a psycho about it, but just like the amount that goes into it. Can we just kind of like talk through that process? I feel like it goes back to literally eight to six that you could be working every single day. I mean, I just think process of, I mean, where do you start? Because it goes from like me pitching you to brands that you Mm -hmm. want, them inquiring about you and negotiating that part. And then bringing it to you and like us having a discussion about if it fits into Mm -hmm. your brand and if you like the brand and if we think that we can create cute content and do a good job and all Mm -hmm. that stuff. And then you figuring out to make the content, like finding time to make Mm -hmm. the content and needing it by a certain date. And then if you say the wrong word in the content, having to redo the whole content and doing it again. I love a reshoot so much. (laughs) Well, and I think the, my favorite part is that like when my friends tell me that they think that these branded content doesn't need approval oh my God. <laughs> and that they're just making stories on, on the fly and posting right then. And I'm like, I wish <laughs> no. Yeah. Like I wish that we could do that and that you could just post throughout the day. And so even that, that strategy of, okay, I'm going to be doing this on Friday. I'm going to be posting this on Friday. So let me make it a storyline of, so it makes sense with my Mm -hmm. day is even what sometimes goes into it. Figuring out, okay, I'm going to a wedding this weekend. 
What brands can I maybe do around that? Mm-hmm. What makes sense there? Figuring out photo shoots yeah. and photographers yeah. that cancel last minute and you need content by a certain date, making sure the clothes are in there. The product is in so much behind the scenes that I literally tell all my clients. I'm like, I feel like you can literally be working eight hours a day minimum still have things that you're behind Mm -hmm. on. And that's like literally if you're just a social media Mm -hmm. person. Yeah. And most of these people are balancing it with other jobs and relationships and trying to be authentic and also not trying to spend their entire day on their phone. So it's an interesting balance. And I think it's just kind of cool to see what is going behind the scenes. And it also is that layer of like yeah. cre- creativity that's happening too, which is like a fun outlet. But it's also going to say, cause it m- made me realize I feel like the number one misconception too is like, just cause you have a different job doesn't mean you can't also bring that to social yeah. media because I feel like there's so many people, like I talked to this girl, she's like on a new reality show, but she's also like in sales corporate. And I'm like, why doesn't anyone know that mm-hmm. about you? Like, that's so interesting to me. You have a full-time job, like at an office job or whatever it is. Bring yeah. it, bring it to your social media. Like it's so, so it, I just think that's so important if you want this to be yeah, a full-time job. Exactly. But I think it can also apply to uh, brands because I've worked with uh, smaller boutiques in Cincinnati and there is something that goes to say with when you show the behind the scenes of the brand, when it's just not like a shirt or this candle, it's like, oh, this is why we picked this out. This is our story. This is why we have chosen this brand. This is why we have chosen to go about our business this way. So I think it adds an element of just like being able to connect to the brand, the consumer, all of that. So there's so much that goes into it. But I think there's a lot of value in that social media aspect. I want to ask you too about, because I know you've dealt with this directly, but we don't have to name names or anything, but now with yeah. like the way the world is going <laughs> and social media and branding and all of this stuff, like this idea of cancel culture and how that affects yeah. everything and your kind of um, stance on that. And I, I guess I'll ask two questions, like trying to protect your clients meaning like the influencers from not getting canceled and yeah. also trying to protect the brands and that balance and just like this whole new stage of life that we're in? I think it's like such a hard question for me because I am so invested in my clients' lives, honestly, and like in in your guys' careers and making you guys money too and it being a two-way street. Out of anything, like I just get so devastated (laughs) over it and like depressed versus anything. There's truly nothing I feel like I can do. I am not, like maybe I should give myself more credit, but I'm not a publicist. I've not been in this industry for 20 years. These days it's like you're canceled and there's no way to get out of it. So it's like, there's Mm -hmm. also that. I just think it's so upsetting. It's so upsetting for the person, but from the brand perspective, I truly get it because why do you want to associate your brand with one person when there's millions of other influencers these days to put your money towards? So like when it's so hard for me, because when people are like, oh my God, you know what? Like, it's not that big of a deal. It was this, this, and this. Like, I'm like, I'm sorry, but like they have other people that they could be working with. It's not all about, it's not all about you at the end of the day. Like you're canceled. I just have to figure out, is there even, can things slow down and figure out things later on? Which in my opinion, yes. yes. Like I've seen it happen that if something happens a year ago, or even I've had something happen six months ago, and now we're like totally fine now. 
but you have to continue the conversation. Just get back mm-hmm. to your normal life. Worry about you and don't freaking care what everyone else is saying. Cause that's gonna like, if it gets to you, like yeah. that's just, can we just, I mean, which I yeah. get why it gets you. That's <laughs> the like, other element of social media that people don't always, I mean, you see it more now, but like people don't always realize is that there is a, always a negative aspect. And I feel like the more that you grow, the more that kind of happens. Like how do you recommend your clients dealing with the negative side effects on social media? And like even with people are who aren't influencers trying to grow or show up in their business or whatever it is, and then just getting those that negative aspect that usually always comes with social media. Just a nice little bow. Don't, don't get mad at me for saying this. <laughs> Like, I know you get affected too by like, like a couple people that Mm -hmm. say something. I think sometimes it's a little ridiculous because like, you're going to have people that like say stuff you can't. Yes. It's okay to feed into it sometimes. Don't get me wrong. Like depending on what the situation is, you know, like the way that I see like Caitlin Bristow do it is Mm kind of funny to me. Like, I'm like, great. Like I do feel like there is this sense of like, you can say stuff occasionally. And I is good to open up that conversation with your following to be like, Hey, like this is not okay. And like, I hope that you're not one of those people that do that stuff. At the other hand of things, I don't know if you're going to be able to ever stop those people from saying stuff. It kind of goes hand in hand. I've learned that. And that's what my boyfriend and I are working on is me not taking things so personal. But yeah, it's interesting that with with the positive, there's always the negative that kind of goes with it, but it's kind of developing that thicker skin. And I think that can apply to anything in general. Once you get to a certain yeah. point or once you're growing, people see success. They always th- There's always going to be people that are going to want to pull that down just to the, where they're at. So kind yeah. of dealing with that dance. Yeah. But yes. Um, as far as someone that's like, I like social media. I want to I want to work to show up more to like push myself to do that. Like how do you recommend someone going about that? Whether that's making stories, facing the camera, like what is how is that importance of that bravery aspect of being on social media? It kind of comes back to vulnerability, mm-hmm. right? Being able to like get comfortable with it. Look, this is the thing. Is social media is like not mm-hmm. for everybody, right? Like you come off a show, if you're not comfortable with it and you're not going to love it and be passionate about it, then like you don't have mm-hmm. to do it. I never want to make my clients do or say anything they want. Even I notice Sydney when I do tell these people, you know, it's okay, like open up, like be vulnerable, talk about your day, blah blah blah, post three or four times a week. This is what you should even yeah. post. If they're not going to do it, I can't I've mm-hmm. done my job there, you know, and like I can't do anything else. So I think it's so hard because truly, truly feel like like social media is for you or it's yeah. like not kind of. It's extremely hard to teach someone to even be authentic in ads, yeah. right? Yeah. It's something it's it skill is. in itself for sure. It's so hard. I'm like, to like fly to you and make you do it like 20 times. Well, and I think part of the reason why people like working with mm-hmm. me too is because I'm going to tell yeah. you if it's awkward. And like, if you should reshoot, because yeah. I'm, I'm not going to believe that, you know, if you want to just promote the ones yeah. that you believe and I support that too, because I could go into a whole nother conversation as well of, you know, working with brands that really you truly only love, which I mean, I feel like you do perfectly, <laughs> but there's a lot of people that will promote anything and everything. Yeah. I I feel very strongly about that, but I, I mean, I guess it depends on the person, but let's talk about that a little bit as like the connection to yeah. the brand because I went into this knowing that I never wanted to promote or 
push something that I didn't actually like or use or wasn't interested in their story or things like that. So like kind of talk me through, I guess, people's differences in how they choose to go about branding. It's hard because I like support, I support both, right? Mm -hmm. Like on one hand, I'm like, and I think it depends on the client too, in terms of how active they are, how much they've built like a relationship with their community mm-hmm. and like all those kind of things. I never want you guys to promote something that you don't like and don't believe in. But at the same time, like if someone really needs money and is like, this is how they're paying the mm-hmm. bills, then I'm also like, okay, let me know that. And I can like try to see what I can do. Like maybe some brands. I know that they probably won't use on the everyday basis can still kind of pay the bills, right? There's like kind of those two things. And I think it also goes back to, you know, can we make cute content with it? Like, can it fit into your story, right? Of like, you know, just depending on what it is, can it fit into the story? But if there's something like, I will literally tell you like in the email, Mm -hmm. when I bring a firm offer of like, oh, here's the deliverables of like a post and story that you need to do or whatever, like, hey, I don't think you should do this or like, Hey, I actually love working with this agency and they have really Mm -hmm. awesome brands and they're going to bring you more opportunities. Maybe we should just try this out. Like if you're okay with the brand, hopefully they'll bring us like more opportunities of other brands that like are really cool that they work with. Absolutely. Yeah. There's so much that goes into Well, and I think it depends. Like I know for like you too, specifically, if you really love the brand, like you don't even care how much they're going to pay. Like you're like, all right, like, yeah. If I like really like it, I'll just promote it for free. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's a little bit of a problem. (laughs) No, but like, I think that that like shows a lot though, because, and it's like very helpful for me as a manager because no, like, and I think it drives my, my friends, employees, whatever you want to call them that work with me. Cause they're always mm-hmm. like, Courtney, what so-and-so's right. And it like drives me nuts when they ask me yeah. that, because I'm like, if this client, if Sydney really likes it, like she will do it. And it's mm-hmm. not about the, the brand is great and it like can fit in and all this stuff, then she'll do it. I think that it's so hard to educate that on the back end of like people that yeah. work with me and stuff. It really just depends at the end of the day, what the brand is and what the opportunity is. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's tough. I agree with that. It's, it's very complicated. And people, people just don't necessarily understand how it works. And when I kind of like describe it to them, they're like, oh, that's like a real like you're doing actual business. I'm like, yeah, it's like a job. I mean, it's like a reputable thing. It's just like interesting to hear people's perspectives on it. Because on the outside, if you like are scrolling through, it just looks like I took a picture with this water bottle and I posted it right then and no one had to approve it. And there was no discussions of rates and da, 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 da. I was just like, I took a picture with this water bottle. Go swipe up. When how much work goes into stuff? Like I literally had a client do an IGTV for a brand recently this poor girl redid this 15 minute IGTV three times, three oh, times. Yeah. We had to hire a videographer, blah, 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 like all this mm-hmm. stuff. So nervous. Little do people know like how much went into that, how much stress and tears and all these things. Yeah. And like yeah. on any campaign, it's kind of like, is that worth the stress <laughs> or like, yeah. Or like whatever it is. I mean, I know that happens to you. It's like, oh my God, no, Courtney. Like I have something this weekend. Like that's going to stress me out. And I'm like, Sydney, you can do it. You can make it happen. I know. I love a day where it's one and done, but usually for me, it's like, I do like that too. (laughs) 
I do love those. I love the like. I do love a one and done. No, last week I got a a call at 11 a.m. on Friday saying, hey, do you have anyone that can post on Twitter for this new Amazon show tonight? And I'm like, I mean, yes. Like it was like the best thing ever because all of a sudden you have this post live the next five hours, copy and pasted a tweet. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. That was the work. So um yeah yeah it's it's a crazy world i want to get into for you if people are rethinking social media like what is the importance of it for businesses brands like especially in today's day and age it seems like it's not going anywhere it's only getting more large and it's becoming more of a reputable brand business like what do you think the importance is that in general for people I think the number one thing with like social media, why brands love it specifically. And I mean, I hope that people listening also like it to like find new brands and stuff too. Mm -hmm. But I think the number one reason like why brands like it is because you can totally measure the excess fairly quickly of a campaign versus Mm -hmm. if you are buying into like a radio station or, or a podcast even or a commercial or a billboard, all those things are extremely hard to measure success. And on Instagram and TikTok and YouTube, you see that success right away. You know how many people are clicking to check out your product. You know how many people are seeing it. So you see Mm -hmm. the impressions and all that. And I think that that's like the number one thing that the reason why every brand truly, like the Fortune 500 brands are turning to social media because there's really an influencer for everything, even tech, Mm -hmm. banks, like finance stuff. I mean, you name it, being a hamster lover. I don't know. I don't know. But like, there's literally an influencer for everything, every little place in the US, right? Like of demographics, even if it's 5,000 followers or whatever, the fact that they can do that. And then not only that, but especially during COVID, I've noticed like the importance of content creation and the fact that they can't go create their own commercials and they can't go hire models and all that stuff. All content creators or Instagram or whatever influencers end up being models for these brands. I've seen that more than ever this past year, especially with you and me, Sydney, is like just being able to see people are actually kind of paying you a modeling fee to like Mm -hmm. use your content for the Mm -hmm. next couple months because you do create beautiful content. So that's where the quality content comes into play of like on these influencers. But I think that those are like kind of the two things being able to like actually accurately track even impressions and seeing how many people are looking and then like actually getting quality content from creators um, and being able to kind of outsource that content. Like Mm -hmm. instead of doing it all in-house and like creating product shots and stuff. I think one more question I have from that is someone looking at social media and finding it overwhelming or just like seeing themselves then because of that as a number or my value is in how many views I got in a story or my Mm -hmm. value is how many Mm -hmm. likes. Like what is your advice or like how do you help your clients or just how would you maybe tell my listeners how to rethink that for social media and just having a more positive aspect around this numbers-based world that we're ent- entering in? Well, currently. I, I kind of want to push this back on you a little bit because we had this conversation like a mm-hmm. year ago of how I truly don't think the amount of followers you have really impact it. And I think like firsthand, you're a great example where you're not going back on reality TV. So Mm -hmm. you need to figure out how to create great content and create a relationship with your, with your followers 
And that's how we're going to get brands to notice you and brand yourself. But I feel like, do you want to add anything to that? Because I feel like we talked about this a lot in the beginning and people always come to me about they're scared that they're losing followers and all this stuff. And I think you're a great example of someone that like, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. I'm going to use the best I can. I'm going to create the content. I'm going to invest in myself, hire photographers, create reels, you know, make it a full-time job. And you did that. Yeah. I think it's all about mindset. And I think this can apply to anyone, business in in general, like give yourself time and then get clear on like what you represent and what your value is besides the numbers, besides any of like where you are in your business and just show up in that space. Like show up like I have value because I am who I am or I have this to offer. That's the value versus like I got this many swipe ups and that means I equal this. So I think it's just like rethinking social media less from like a negative aspect or from like I am less worthy because such and such more of like I am worthy because of this and I'm going to show that through social media. I'm going to put it out there into the world. And and Sydney, I think like for me, like I always try to have a conversation because I do like to tell my clients like who aren't selling that they're not selling. And I mm-hmm. don't mean to like hurt their feelings. It's almost this constructive feedback. Have you been working on social media 24 seven? Have you been opening up? Have you been vulnerable? Have you talked about your everyday life other than posting these ads every so often? Yeah. Or like, is this your full-time job? Because I feel like you know, you have to be okay with it a little bit if you haven't really put that much into it. Mm-hmm. And I, and I think like, you can't expect people to just buy things from you being on a show once, not building that relationship with people afterwards. So don't be hard on yourself. And honestly, the swipe ups, like don't mean anything if you're actually still selling. So like, cause yeah. you never know, maybe every single one of those people swiping up or buying things, probably not, yeah. but like, you know, those, those numbers, I just think it's so much about the niche and, and like the content you're creating more than yeah. anything. Yeah. I think that can apply for everyone in general, like whether this is your business or not, I think it's just like quality over quantity and being okay with showing up how, as you are and, and then growing from there. Less looking at she's doing that, this brand's doing that, this person's doing that. Like, what are you doing? Like, what are you have? What do you have to offer? And I think also, Sydney, like what I want to point out is the fact of like when you work with Old Navy and and people see that content, like the next brand sees that content, should mm-hmm. I say, they know that they're going to get quality content from mm-hmm. for their brand. So I think it's all about those expectations too, that like, are you turning in a photo that's not high quality, you know, are other brands going to want to work with you? Cause I truly believe that if you are not putting out quality content already and it's dark and it's at nighttime or whatever, you're going to think you're going to do that for their brand. Mm-hmm. They're not going to hire you for that. You know, I think like, that's something I want to remind people too, because with you, like you've done such a good job at like quality content. People know that if they hire you, you're going to create bomb ass content for them and like they can put it in ads and whatever. So sorry if you see Sydney everywhere, but (laughs) she creates great content. People will tell me like, I'm so sick of your face. And I'm like, then stop talking to me. Like, why are you here? (laughs) Yeah, I totally agree with that. Can you go through just some like helpful like apps or things that you help or tell your clients to download or things that are just like helpful for creating better content, creating more quality? Like, what do you recommend to people who want to start doing that? Yeah. I mean, I love, I love unfold. Is that what it's called? Mm -hmm. 
unfold and it, you can create cute ass stories with that. <laughs> so there's that one, um, light room. So like some presets again, depends on kind of your brand though. Like, yeah. are you more real or, you know, it just depends. Like you don't always have to have an aesthetic yeah. I think that freaks people out too. I mean, I like when people have an aesthetic and I think you Sydney need an aesthetic. Cause that's kind of your brand at yeah. this point. I'm just like, obsessed like, with everything looking nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, but I think that that's like very helpful. And like, if people don't know you from bachelor Sydney, like they're looking at your page, that's your brand. Yeah. Like not everyone watches all these shows that my clients are on. So mm-hmm. it's like, that's true. It's really about like, what is, you know, what is your photo showing? And oh my God, this is probably a whole nother topic I should have talked about earlier, but just like making sure that your last like yeah. photos, like kind of showcase your brand a bit, because if you say you like cooking and I haven't seen you cooking in your mm-hmm. feed and like, you want to work with food brands, like that's probably not going to happen. Yeah. Which it's I can, not, it goes you know? like, even if I want to go to a restaurant, I'm going to go look at their Instagram and see what their last like four posts are, whether if I want to order that or not. So I think it complies. Or to, go there. Yeah. Or go yeah. There. yeah. So follow them. Yeah. Like, so that is a, a huge factor. I think other apps I also like are Teza, which is great for filters. I love InShot for ooh. editing um, and Canva for business stuff. I love like if you're trying Deep. to create different like things. podcast stuff. Yeah. Um, do you do you use a num? No. One where you can kind of see how your feed would look. Yes, I There's do a like few. a preview one. Sometimes I like care yes. and sometimes I'm just like, whatever. <laughs> Mostly yeah, I just want to well, make sure my head or like my head's not chopped off. So I use an app like that. The biggest, the biggest pet peeve I have oh. for my clients when I like start working with them. I'm like, please, like no, like half face, like in feed that does not look good, which is so hard on reels. So hard on reels. People don't realize this. Like I have like a separate ghost Instagram that I'll post on that just to make sure it posts correctly. So sometimes the app is different. I know little things that no, probably not a lot of people care about, but they, it does affect. No, it affect, I truly feel like personal. it affects brand stuff for sure. Because I don't know. I mean, I literally told, so you would love this, but like, I literally told my client last week, go to Sydney's real page and like, see how she does it because it's true. It's like, you yeah. like plan ahead for that. Don't give me shit that like a selfie is too close. Like move back then, figure it out. There's yeah. a way to do it again. Like if you put your time into it and make it your full-time job, hire people to help you. It's a yeah. business, you know, as you've grown, as you've been in this business the past six years, like what is something that you needed to learn a lesson that you could take away and tell someone else one lesson that you wish you had, had learned before getting into this business that you could tell someone. Oh my God. I feel like I'm learning like every single day, especially having my own yeah. business. I really want to be like the importance of contracts, knowing oh my God. what's said in there. And <laughs> like, I'm not a lawyer, but I do know what for the most part they're saying. <laughs> It's so easy for creators these days to give the rights up to use all of their content forever and ever. They're not paying you forever and ever, you know, just being able to like properly read that stuff is so important, but I feel like that's like not really answering your question. But that is a good point. Like read your contracts and that's for anything that you're entering. And I've had to learn that lesson many a times that like I didn't read things fully or stuff like that. There's, there's certain things where like lack of businesses paying and like figuring out legitimacy of brands too. And like that kind of stuff. I mean, only a few brands have not paid, but like, that's still enough to cause a headache and like have like a lawyer like that. So I think question everything (laughs) It's nowadays, like know that people might take advantage of you question who's like reaching out, like when you're making connections on Instagram, I think it's a great place to do that. Like, like I said, I met my boyfriend on Instagram, but like question everyone. Like I've also had some really shitty relationships from Instagram and just 
keeping yourself first and then going from there. Well, thank you so much, Courtney. But my final question I have, I ask everyone, is just like anything lately that might be on your heart, your mind, anything you've learned lately that you would just want to share because this podcast is called Something to Share. So it could be anything large, small, whatever it is. Just in the conversation that we're in, I feel like I want to say this to like influencers because I literally had to tell one of my clients this yesterday. As much as it's important to get content every day, take pictures and document it and stuff, making making sure that you're looking deep within and like making sure you're also like having a good time, not always worrying about those things. And it's okay to go on vacation mm-hmm. and not take yeah. cute photos and just live in the moment a little bit more. Cause I think even me, myself, like social media is a full-time job. And so I think like constantly trying to like remember that it's okay to live in the moment, like get done the stuff that you need to get done. Don't worry about all the other things that you need to do. <laughs> like I had a client go on vacation. I was like, I didn't get good content. And it's not like three photos. You're good. Just it's okay to yeah. enjoy yourself sometimes with your significant other, whoever it is. Like Don't worry about that, you know? Yeah. No, I think that's major. Even if you're not an influencer with the way social media is, everyone feels like they need to be taking photos constantly, taking videos, which is like great and awesome, but like taking time away when you need it or just just like finding the moments where you can be present. I think that's a major point. So thank you. Yay. Well, thank you so much for being here, Courtney, and sharing all of your knowledge. Um, Where can people find you and reach out? Maybe if they have questions, they have brands or whatever. Yeah. um, You can find me on Instagram at Courtney, C-O-U-R-T-N-E-Y. And then my middle name, which is S-Y-L-V-A-N-N-A. You'll get to see all of my um, (laughs) photos with all my clients and yeah. My company is called Perfect. Little Red Management and it's because I have red hair and that was my nickname growing up. Do you have um, a favorite show that you like to work with? Um, you mean The Bachelor or, Big Brother or <laughs> any of the other shows that you do with the influencers? I think Bachelor these days is like the most impactful when it comes to like social media yeah. stuff. So I like it, but I think <laughs> these days it's so yeah. hard. You guys have so many restrictions. Oh my God. Yeah. Left uh, and right. Left and right. Yeah, that that's fun. Super fun. That's fun. Super um, fun with the emails. That makes sense. Okay, well, that's all I have. Thank you. You're so binded much. forever. Yeah. <laughs> Always. Um. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Love ya. And <laughs> thanks for sharing. Love ya. Thanks for having me. <laughs> <laughs>